I think the hardest transition was going from college to the pros. Um, because for me, I kind of I came from like a close knit family. Um, so in college, that's kind of what it was for me was like my teammates, my coaches, they were like my family away from home. Um, once I got into the the WNBA and professional, it was it became like a job and it was like more cutthroat. Um, and it was kind of like your teammates kind of became your enemy um, because you were pretty much fighting for that one position. Um, in college, it wasn't so much like we knew we were all there. We were just pretty much just fighting for playing time. But now it's like I, I'm fighting for this spot on this team or I'm going to get cut. Hi, my name is Prince Daniels Jr. And I'm a former NFL running back, an author and thought leader who lives by the mantra, nothing is impossible unless you truly believe it is. I found the game beyond the game talk that talk as a place for thought-provoking and inspiring conversations with professional athletes discussing life's transitions. Game Beyond the Game is an ecosystem for professional athletes to cultivate the mindset to discover their overall purpose and vision in the game of life. And now, it's time to talk that talk with your MC, Stan Pearson II, and myself, Prince Daniels Jr. And today, we not just have, we just don't only have one amazing guest, we have two, okay? Two in one a day. I'd like to officially welcome you all to know Latoya Bond, a former Mizzou women's basketball standout, former WNBA and current WPBA Atlanta Monarchs point guard, will share her journey through basketball and life with high-functioning autism and how she was able to preserve and persevere and achieve her dream of becoming a professional basketball player. LaToya is now an industrial engineer and volunteers her time coaching, training, and mentoring young female athletes. She is also currently playing in the Women's Professional Basketball Association, a female-owned professional league providing an alternative to the WNBA giving high-caliber athletes an opportunity to continue with their careers while giving back to the communities that support them. And beyond that, we're also joined by her partner, Tamika Milburn, who serves as the commissioner at the Women's Professional Basketball Association. Wherever you are, clap your hands, stomp your feet for both of them. Welcome. Thank you very much for being here. Cool. Are they clapping for us? Yeah, we're clapping for you. How are you two doing? How are you? I'm doing good. That's good. That's good. We're happy to have you on the show. Um, and we're hoping that you're happy to be here today. So let's, let's have ourselves a good time. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're going to jump right into this thing. We have a lot of talent on the screen, and uh, we're really looking forward to getting to know you, you both better. So, yep. Tell Latoya, tell us more about you. Like, tell us who who are you? What do you enjoy doing? And what's something that we wouldn't know about you just by knowing you're just a basketball player? Beyond that, um, I really enjoy music, um, and I'm just a really quiet and kind of reserved person. Um, I don't talk much. Um, just sit back and observe, um, but. I enjoy spending a lot of time alone by myself. Um, and like I said, listening to music or either playing my bass. Um, but pretty subtle type person, real just chill, laid back. 
Cool. How, how long have you played the bass? I actually just started. Um, I played, I was in my band as uh, in middle school, um, in high school. Uh, so I played a few instruments uh, when I was younger. But as I started getting more into basketball, I kind of cut that out. But um, I've always been interested. But I just bought myself a bass, uh, I would say back in May. Um, and I've just been teaching myself how to play since. Congrats. Congratulations. I, I love musicians. That's also, and I, let me apologize in advance. You, you are definitely laid back and chill. And here we are like, hello, how you doing? So thank <laughs> you for providing balance that we so desperately need sometimes. Balance is always great. That's awesome. So your your love for basketball, where did, where did that happen? And obviously you mentioned being a musician coming up and then basketball kind of took over. Where did that love come from and how did it take precedent over music or whatever else? Um, honestly, I really don't know. I know my mother played when she was in high school. Um, my uncle played in high school. And growing up, my uh, my grandpa always watched basketball on the TV. So I just kind of grew up just watching sports. Um, uh, Michael Jordan, Allen Iverson. So and then from there, I just got into it. Um, I remember I was like maybe three, four, five years old, and I had the little Fisher-Price gold at home, and uh, I used to always shoot around on that. Um, I was on my first basketball team when I was in fourth grade, and kind of just kept going from there. Wow. When did you know that you were starting to become really good in basketball? When did you feel that you were excelling? Um, I would probably say middle school. Um, And the funny thing about that is uh, the first day of tryouts, I went into the locker room to, you know, change. And I peeked my head out the door into the gym and I saw so many people and I just left. I went home. Really? Yeah. I didn't even try out the, I didn't even go to tryouts the first day. I went home. My mom asked me how tryouts were. And I was like, oh, I didn't go. It was too many people. I was too nervous. Um, <laughs> and she, that's when she called the coach and, you know, talked to her and they made sure that I came the next day. Um, to tryouts, but yeah, I just, I was actually, I wasn't even going to play because I was just too, I don't know if that had anything to do with the Asperger's and just not wanting to be around people or my anxiety or whatever, but I'll never forget that day that I almost missed out on the opportunity of my life. Wow, that's beautiful. Thank you for that transparency and mentioning that. So when you say, you know, the Asperger's and high-functioning autism, is that when it began to introduce itself? Did you already know that that was something that existed in your life? And how heavy did that weigh on you, let's say, in elementary and middle school? Um, I've always had, like, anxiety. I never really understood where it came from. Like, even being in the classroom and being called on to answer questions, I didn't enjoy uh talking in front of people or being the center of attention. Um, And I don't know. I just, I never understood why I was like that. Um, It's just something that I just became used to. Well, I'm sorry. Can I just want to, I just want to thank you for that. Right. Because in coming up or being in classrooms, sometimes you think, let's say kids at that time, they weren't paying attention. They didn't want to be involved when something far deeper than that. And some people, again, just assume without being able to know, like, no, it's something more than just us being here, me not wanting to participate. So thank you for sharing that. Appreciate that. Sorry. Go ahead, Prince. 
Oh, no, I was just going to say, you said you didn't enjoy being the center of attention. So how did that trend translate when, when you got on the basketball court? Because you made it to the WNBA and um, you had all the attention on you in college, I'm assuming, and in the WNBA. Like, how were you able to channel that energy and play your game and stay focused and not be concerned about what other people are saying or the naysayers? I actually think back then it was a lot easier because we didn't have the social media like we do now. So I was kind of able to hide um, and not be out there like on social media like kids are these days. Um, And really back then, all we really had was the the news and newspaper and radio. So um, it wasn't like you could open up Instagram or Facebook and your face would be plastered all over the place. Um, so it was kind of, I just went out on the court. Um, I had my other teammates that it kind of helped channel that put me in the shadow kind of. Um, so you know, I thought it was easier back then than it would be now. That's awesome. With things that you went through in your, let's say the, the learning curve that you experienced, what were some of the tougher parts of, or even the, the better parts of transitioning, let's say from high school to college and then, college to the pros and we're certainly going to get into, you know, um, post pro to more pro uh, moving from the WNBA to the WPBA as well. So what were those transitions like? Um, I would say from high school going into college, uh, the communication, especially my high school coach, well, they stayed on me all the time about my communication and um, especially since I was the point guard um, about how I would need to be more vocal and more of a leader at the next level. Um, and then, of course, the the level of play um, and the style, it was more up tempo, more physical going from high school to college. Um, and the same with uh, going to the WNBA. There was a different level from college to the WNBA, which was like way more physical. I would say the most physical was overseas. Like that was like playing football. Like there was no fouls called. They could really just do whatever. And it was like no blood, no foul, literally. Is that what sometimes in, in, they're flopping all over the place more? So I, I say the guys are more guilty. Is that what's going on? They get beat up. They're like, no, nah, I got to do something. <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, I grew up in an era where I guess I would say it was just a lot. It was tougher. Uh right. And you were able to play and, you know, play through things. But now it's like I don't even really watch the NBA or WNBA because I I wouldn't say it's soft. I just think they just let – they don't let as much go as they did back in the day. I don't know. I'm with you on that. I'm with That's you on that. Me. I'm probably just an old head, though. <laughs> no. I'll allow it. I will allow it. That's look, look, I share the same sentiments. So I'm with you on that. You're not the only one, you know. It's funny before I move on, I, I like playing with, you know, um, against pros on both sides. I never thought I could get body slammed by a girl. There wasn't my sister. <laughs> Until I was playing with some hoopers in WNBA. Like, oh, I, next thing I know, I'm looking at the sky. I had no idea you all were so strong. <laughs> hey. What did you say? I said I've gotten body slammed a couple times. Okay. It's me. Okay. I thought <laughs> body slamming folks all over the WNBA and different courts. That's why you gotta lift those weights. You gotta get strong. When, when, when you go into the professional league, everybody over there is strong. So you gotta make sure that you can you can hold your own. So you know, kudos to you for, for that and 
and holding your own and, and going overseas into uncharted, uncharted territory and, and, and doing your thing. And like you said, you know, there were no fouls being called, but I feel when there are no fouls being called, that means you need to elevate your game and play at such a high level that whenever they do foul you, you just use that, that energy to fuel you and, and push you and keep going. So good job, T. I will ask if you, if you don't mind making that trip overseas, because there are some folks that had the opportunity, but they're afraid to leave home, right? They, they don't want to live in a foreign land or be someplace they're not comfortable. How was that transition for you to go to someplace completely different, you know, and, and start that lane for you? Yeah. And did you have help doing it? I didn't have help actually my first time overseas. Now, normally, um, depending on what team you go to, you'll usually, you can usually have like two Americans on the team. My first time overseas, I was actually the only American. Um, and most of, I would say probably like all of my teammates, except maybe one didn't speak English. Um, not even my coach. So it was, it was a pretty difficult time. And then, um, at the same time, I think, my grandmother had just passed like maybe two weeks before I was supposed to leave. Um, so that was a difficult time too, especially leaving my family um, during a time like that. But it was a, uh, my first time was, I would say was probably the most difficult. And then after that um, I went to Israel and then Poland and I was fortunate to be on a team with other Americans and with teammates that could, that actually spoke the language that I speak. Congratulations. You've <laughs> go again. I'm just going to briefly go back to elementary school and junior high and let's say what some would consider struggles or setbacks or what have you. Right. What you've overcome and accomplished in the process is to be noted. Hopefully you, you note those things or people to remind you. Sometimes when you're in it, you're too close to it to realize what you've bounced back from or what you know, or what you're more than what you're made of. So your resilience. Yeah, your level of resiliency is through the roof because those are everything that you mentioned, whether it be being a point guard, uh, being a part of the 1% that is, you know, being a professional athlete, doing all of that at a high level and obviously high school, college, and, the, and then going to another country and doing that as well, completely noted. So just in case you don't remind yourself of that often, I'm sure others around you may just certainly want to point that out. So kudos. You are. Right. Yes, you are a superhero. So <laughs> remind yourself that and, and embrace that. Embrace that role because you have accomplished so much. And, you know, people you should be parading you um, and cheering you on because you are a role model and a leader. So that's right. awesome. Yeah. And if you don't mind, I also want to talk about because you've experienced several transitions. So now we're from the WNBA to the WPBA uh, and we have, you know, the commissioner, of, of that league with you right now, Tamika. How are you doing right now, Tamika? How are you feeling? I'm actually feeling good. I'm glad that she's, you know, able to express herself and share her journey in this manner. And it's so I'm feeling good right now. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, Tamika, I had a chance to, to speak to you um, prior to this. And um, you sound super jovial and excited about life. Um, but can you tell us about some of the things that you're doing with the W, with the, with the WPBA and how LaToya is involved as well? Um, you know, I started with 
owning two teams in another league. One of them was the Atlanta Monarchs. The other was the Philadelphia Reign. Um, and what I wanted to do was to I wanted to be a part of a league that was not just providing opportunities for women, but providing opportunities for professional women who wanted to continue to play at a higher level, but also involving the community, involving kids so that they can, you know, the players like Latoya can give back to these younger girls, can tell and share their stories with these younger girls, be there for these younger girls as they're coming up so that basketball, women's basketball in particular, can continue to sustain itself. You know, there's a lot of great athletes out there and, you know, that they there's a lot of women who are in the WNBA, but there's still a platform. There's still a lot of players who don't have a platform because they're not in the league that want to not just continue to play, but also want to give back. So the WPBA, that's basically what we're doing. We're providing opportunities for people like Latoya. We have a lot of former WNBA players in the league who are also interested in being in the community, you know, sharing their stories, tutoring kids, mentoring kids and things like that, um, joining certain community organizations. Um, just to, you know, to give back. Again, our community supports us and we want to be able to support our community as well. Ooh, you can hear the passion coming through the coming through the computer. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing that today. What inspired that? You know, a lot of folks talk about, you know, giving back and, you know, what, what their responsibility or what our responsibilities are as folks who have made it to a particular uh, part in our lives and journeys. But what inspired that to be part of the mission of the WPBA? Well, um, always been my focus is working with kids, especially young girls anyway. When I met Latoya and I met a couple of other former WNBA and NBA players who were kind of, they were making that transition from pro side to the real world. And they were kind of lost. And it was like, you saw so much talent and so much, you know, I always tell people, Latoya is one of the smartest people I've ever met, you know, but people didn't know it, obviously, because she didn't really speak a lot to them at that time. But it's like, there's so many more things that they could be giving back to this sport that they love. But once they stop playing, it's like, what do we do with it now? And I understand that transition because when I left the Air Force, I planned on retiring. That was my goal. When I joined the Air Force at 18 years old, my goal was to retire. I got sick. And had I was medically discharged after seven years and I was lost, you know, so it's like I, I understand that that plight that they have going from, you know, this is this is your life. It's structured. You're taken care of. And then you just have nothing, you know, and I wanted to be able to, to provide an opportunity for them. But also, again, um, because my passion has always been working with kids, you know, so um, so I wanted to be able to, you know, bring them to the kids that, you know, we have in our programs around the, the country. Oh, congratulations. And stepping ten toes down. On that, that's uh, amazing. Really appreciate that. And so, as as you all, let's say, have moved in conjunction, right, in collaboration and and growing the WPBA, you know, what's I'll ask uh, Latoya first. What's some of the best advice that you've been given, whether it's at this point, you no, know, or or before? What's some of the best advice you feel like you've been given? And the second part of that question is. What's some advice you'd give to the younger version of you that maybe we spoke about earlier? Um, I don't know. I guess the best advice was just uh, whatever, you know, you want to do, just put your mind to it and do it. Um, just give it your all. Um, and if you fail, just continue to, to try. That's the only way to succeed. Um, and what I would give, uh, the advice I would give to the younger kids is, um, like I said before, just be yourself, be who you are, um, whatever it is you want to do, put your mind to it, um, and just go out there and get it. If you can dream it, if you believe it, you can do it. Right. On. Uh, really quick, Tamika, anything from you, some of the best advice 
think you've received and up to this point. And, I, you know, you can give us some of the worst advice, if you don't mind. What's some of the worst? You know what? You can start there if you want. What's some of the best <laughs> worst advice you've received? Um, I'll say that this journey with this basketball thing, we started this about six years ago in, in different capacities. Um, and this is not necessary. I, I like the basketball side, but the, the kids side is my passion. But it's been extremely difficult. And I've had a lot of people tell me to just quit because I have no reason They're that, you know, the first thing they say is you have no reason to do this. You have a really good job. You know, you can you, you, you have a you had a great quality of life. You're investing everything into this. Told me to quit. Like I've had people just say quit. And I just I don't believe in quitting. You know, uh, the advice that I would give is, you know, I tell people all the time, you know, failure is not an option, but it is a necessity. So it's OK to mm-hmm. fail. You have to fail. You don't learn if you don't fail. And I've failed a lot over the past six years. And now things are starting to come in place that I quit. There's a lot of opportunities that I wouldn't have had or that aren't that are coming now that I wouldn't have had. So, you know, I'd say, you know, don't obviously you want to know your craft to make sure and know yourself to make sure that you're capable of withstanding all of the the negativity and all of the stress that comes along with really being an entrepreneur and owning your own business and things like that. But you also, you know, don't want to just give up and understand that you are going to fail more than once. It's just, you have to learn from those failures and and move on. So what is your end goal whenever people tell you to like, uh, um, Tamika, you should quit. Um, Like, do you have an end goal or you're looking to reach um, a, a certain place where you want to see your vision, where you want to see yourself, and then you can you can um, take your hat off and say kudos. I did a really good job. My end goal is to um, obviously continue to grow the league. But this would have been our first season, uh, 2020, had not been for COVID. Um, we're still doing like things in the community and things like that, but we haven't played a game yet as a league. Um, but my goal is actually to continue to grow league and to be a viable option like we are now for pro athletes, you know, like I said, you have the WNBA, but there's more, but also to just keep getting back. You know, we want uh, this season, we're looking to have eight to 10 leagues coming up. I mean, eight to 10 teams. We want to obviously expand into the Midwest, onto the West Coast, and then attach girls organizations with each team so that we are directly impacting our players are directly, you know, on the court, in the classrooms, in the communities with these kids. Um, and we want to be able to do that in each of our cities. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Latoya, I got to jump to you now. Latoya, so um, now that you have, now that you know how to play the bass, like, are you looking to put that to use? Are, are, are you going to be in somebody's band? Are you going to do a, a one a one band uh, show? You know, because you can do everything. I mean, you've already said it. You, you, you've been faced with challenges and you've overcome them. You've defied all the odds. So, you know, what, what's in store for you? Oh, I don't know. Me and my friend, we uh, Tanae Davis Kane. If you're out there, uh, we joke up, a lot. Uh, she um she likes the drums. Um, and she's been saying she's gonna get her a drum set, and we're gonna start going performing at you know these you know bars and you know uh, just some live music type stuff like that. But um, you know, we joke around about that. But it's just really just more for fun for me, just because I just I enjoy the music, I enjoy the sound of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. Well, if I can get that good, I I wouldn't mind doing something like that. Yeah, you said the the drums. Tanae, you said Tanae. Yeah, Tanae. <laughs> Tanae, if you listen, go get your drum set. Quit being <laughs> stop holding up progress. Oh, I was kidding. Right? And look, look, if y'all need a singer, you know I've been working on my work in the shower. So, you know, to be loved. 
what a wonderful feeling. I just want to give you a little sample, you know, just a little sample, a quick audition. A quick audition. I qualify for the position. So, <laughs> hey, if you're interested, let me know. I also have bars. Bars. Oh, oh, there you go. <laughs> you bars also today. Hey, hey, hey. Game you in the game. Talk that talk. Uh-oh. We're gonna talk that talk, but we're gonna make sure that we walk that walk. Oh, oh. <laughs> we had no idea that was gonna happen, folks. Right there, you got a little sample, another little thing. Right. <laughs> if I may, Latoya, briefly, you know, there's uh clearly you've overcome some overcome obstacles, right? And work through things. And I'd be remiss if I didn't say it's it probably hasn't all been easy, right? So what, what would you say would be the, one of the most difficult things about tr- your transition has been that you've had to work through, if you don't mind sharing? Um, as far as on the basketball side or? Yeah, you know what? Because, you know, sometimes, and I know Tamika alluded to, you know, being in the Air Force and that, let's say, being taken away in the way that you saw it or envisioned it. So from a, a basketball standing point, sometimes, what we don't have on the court can affect us off the court. So yeah, however you'd like to answer that or feel that or experience that, please. Um, I would say, I think the hardest transition was going from college to the pros. Um, because for me, I kind of, I came from like a close knit family. Um, so in college, that's kind of what it was for me was like my teammates, my coaches, they were like my family away from home. Um, once I got into the the WNBA and professional, it was, it became like a job and it was like more cutthroat. Um, and it was kind of like your teammates kind of became your enemy um, because you were pretty much fighting for that one position. Um, in college, it wasn't so much like we knew we were all there. We were just pretty much just fighting for playing time. But now it's like I'm fighting for this spot on this team or I'm going to get cut or something like that. And especially with um, what I was what the type of person that I am, I like stability. I like I don't really like change. So the jumping around and moving from team to team that didn't it didn't work well with me. So um, I would say probably after about two years in the WNBA, I was just like, you know, I don't want to continue to do this. I had an opportunity to play for the New York, uh, the New York Liberty. And I turned it down because I didn't want to pack up all my things, move out there and not make the team and then have to come all the way back. It was just the, just the, all the bouncing around. It was just too much for me. And I just wanted, I wanted, I like stable stability. Um, The change just, it was too much for me to handle. And now that like coming out and being diagnosed with Asperger's, I kind of understand why that was an issue for me. Um, And it was the same way with um, being overseas as well too. Um, Each year I was on a different team. So I just, I got tired of it. So. Man, you you know, like that's the superpower because what you have a lot of people um, that are not challenged or not or on a spectrum. They they don't even know how to have self control or or say this is this is what I don't want. You know they don't know how to make their mind up and go for the things that they do want. So, man, I mean, like you have to see yourself as a superhero. I don't know if you do, but I know we do as we listen to your story. So, 
like thank you for sharing that, man. That is super, super awesome. And um, um, and we we have a comment from the audience, someone that was listening, and it says, Mr. Stephen Randolph. He said, "Wow, why haven't we heard of this incredible person before?" Thank you, Latoya, for being open about how you felt as a kid in school. As a grandparent, we think old school. If, you, if you're not interested in the school or not paying attention, we think rebellion. Latoya helped me look at things differently. I love these women. Woo, girl pop up in the house. So I'm, I'm assuming it may not have been Stephen Randolph. It may have been the, the, the woman that he's standing next to um, <laughs> that had wrote that because she said, because, yeah, it sounds like it has a, a woman tone behind it. But man, it, this is awesome. Uh, well, that, that, <laughs> right, it does. It does. Am I wrong? Am I right? How old were you when when diagnosed? Uh, Thirty six, right now. Thirty six. Yeah. Really. I unofficially diagnosed you nine years ago. Yeah, Tamika <laughs> unofficially diagnosed me like eight years ago. Wow. Like, when we first met. She always told me she was like, you know, you have Asperger's, and I'm like, what is that? Right. Talking <laughs> about. Like we just saw McDonald's over there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, uh oh, Stan, are you on mute? Sorry about that. Yeah, oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> the burger you like. Sorry, now nah, just now nah, the joke is all late. But anyway, uh, so <laughs> Tamika, what was it that made you go, "Hey, something's different here"? You know, when you mentioned about being un- unofficially diagnosed, <laughs> unofficially. I have a niece with Asperger's, so I used to read a lot about autism. Um, and when I when I met Latoya, just, you know, uh, one of the things about adults and even young people with high-functioning autism, they do a lot of things to try to fit in. And even though it may not necessarily be that, th- that's who they are, they'll do things to try to fit in. And you can kind of see that in her. And no, <laughs> you can kind of see that in her. And also because people look at her as standoffish or they, you know, we, we, we actually used to own a training company together and our parents would think that she was standoffish, that she was rude, but it's not that it's just that you, she just thinks differently and you can see her brain. You, if you take the time to get to know her and see it, you can kind of see the gears in her brain working. She's just not an, she's not able to get it out as quickly as people would like. So I kind of, I knew because I was familiar with Asperger's and high functioning autism, um, I kind of knew that, you know, that was where she was. So I just kept encouraging, like, go see a therapist so that they can kind of help you get through this. You know, when, one of the things that helped LaToya play when she plays, even when she plays for the Monarchs, I used to love when she gets a tech because people with Asperger's and high functioning autism, they have serious anger. They, they, they can get out of control with their anger. That's what makes her a really good basketball player. Like when people body slam her, she gets mad. She just turns it up really, really fast, you know? So like it actually benefits her coaches for her to get angry because she'll drop 40 on you in like five minutes. <laughs> but, 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 but I, so I can relate to that. Cause that's, that was my superpower. When somebody right. would do something to me, where I, I would channel their energy and I would play at such a high level. It was just like, wow, like we shouldn't right. get him mad anymore because he can do this. You know, so Latoya, what, what I'm saying is what you're doing, you when, when you don't speak, you're allowing yourself to cultivate a whole bunch of energy. And so when you do speak or whenever you do get on the court, you get a chance to channel that energy and focus it in your craft and your skill. And that's what that's your superpower. I keep saying that because I can identify with it myself. And so I can see it in you. And so that's why I I, I love this. I love this. And I love talking to you. And, and and when you can express that and 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 other people can see it, then they start realizing like, wow, 
wow, why haven't we heard about this individual? You know, as much as uh, we, we haven't heard as much, but we're going to hear more about you when that bass start playing. <laughs> I think it's amazing. You know, I always allude to, let's say in business, they talk about the law of negotiation. The most important rule in negotiation, in negotiation is being willing to be quiet, right? <laughs> That's where the, the magic happens. So then it just leads me to, in, in life, what if more people did think more, if they were more patient with their responses and their thought provocation, like where where could we be as a society, right? Or as a country, you know, we could talk about the world, but even a community, if people before they responded, if they were more thought out, if they were more understanding, if they chose, let's say, empathy over ego, then we'd be in a much better place in general. So yeah, it's a, a built-in skill, let's say, and an ability that you've had, because now you, you've almost... You grow and you learn and you train, especially when you can identify whatever it is that you've been feeling all these years, like, oh, this is what it is. So, yeah, again, it's just a note to those who are listening and watching who also may be professional athletes operating and then going, oh, this sounds like me. To then know that there's someone that you can understand uh, and identify with to help you move, you know, to that that next pillar in life. So, yo, Major, appreciate it big time. Such a humble superhero, she Prince. Such a humble. You never <laughs> a superhero alone, not me. I'm like that's just like Clark Kent. That's Bruce Wayne. He'll never let nobody know who he is. He's like, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I see another woman over there. I see. You. All right. <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah. Uh, so I know you mentioned, you know, what's next, you know, for the league. What, let's say, can those watching who, again, someone mentioning, you know. How come they haven't heard of you all before? Let's say someone for the first time is coming up on the WPBA. What can folks do to pour into it, to spread the word? You know, what can we do? And the first thing is go to our social media pages and like, follow, share. Um, you know, we have a YouTube page right now. We're doing a series called Heart of the Heart of a Champion. Um, and we actually featured Latoya on the Heart of a Champion series. And what we're doing with that is we're featuring exceptional women across the, the country um, who have amazing stories about overcoming, about achieving, you know, certain. Uh, and they're not just they're not all athletes. I think we've only featured Latoya. I think she's the only so, athlete, two athletes that we feature so far. But um, we'll we'll continue to feature those stories. They're on our YouTube page. It, it, just find the WPBA um, it's at the WPBA on Facebook. It's at the underscore WPBA on Instagram. Um, just like, follow, share, go watch the videos. There's some amazing stories that we've done with the Heart of the Champion. We actually have one coming out tomorrow um, featuring Tamara James, who played in the league and was actually the mayor of her city down in uh, Florida. Um, so it's yeah. So we're not just on the court, especially right now, since we can't be on the court. But we're, we're focusing on uplifting the community, especially again now when things kind of seem bleak. Uh, a lot of times so we're focused on doing a lot of positive things and uplifting the community. So while we're waiting for basketball to start for us, you know, just follow the things that we're doing now. Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, Stan, I think he went back on mute again. God. Come on. I'm trying to make rookie mistakes, rookie mistakes. I hear. I was, I was, no, actually, I wasn't on mute. I was seeing if you all could read lips. Apparently you can't. So something's wrong with you all. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I appreciate y'all so much. <laughs> Prince, what, what thoughts do you have or any other thoughts or questions you might have as we as we learn more about these two? Um, yes, so, so this is for both of you guys. Oh, I'm getting an echo. But this is for both of you guys. Um, so, Latoya, I'll start with you. And so usually I, I kind of dig a little deep 
And I I I I want to know if you only had seven two hours to live on this planet Earth, um, what would you want to tell your loved ones or your friends um, about what you've learned about life? Or some, of the, or some of the best <laughs> advice. <laughs> uh, about life? Um, or some, something that has stuck with you that you feel like, okay, I, I can use this and this is going to always allow for me to get overcome any obstacle that I have to face. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, cool. <laughs> no, 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 cool, cool, cool. All right, so Tamika, I'll start with you, and then we're gonna come back to you, Latoya. We're gonna just, we're gonna, we're gonna just give her an assist, bam, and then we're gonna come back, and, and we're gonna throw you the alley, Latoya, and you gonna like, bam. All right, so Tamika, we'll start with you, and then we're gonna, yeah, and we're gonna get an alley. I would say pretty much the same thing, um, you know, that I said before, um, and also you know, surround yourself with people who are going to uplift you constantly, you know, because we are our toughest critics. Um, you know, I live my life like it's my last 72 hours because I have really high anxiety. So it's like all the time. So I have to surround myself with people who are going to uplift me and who are going to be positive and who are going to motivate me and who are going to check me when I'm wrong. You know, so and when I say uplift, that goes along with holding you accountable as well. Mm. You know, and that's the main thing. You, you can do anything when you have a great group of people around you. Mm. Oof, that is so powerful. I love that. So, bam, <laughs> Latoya, we're coming back to you. We're going to get you the slam dunk it. All right, so where we at, sis? Where we at? What you got for me? Um, Nothing. Okay, all right, good, good. Bam, we, we no, no. slam dunk on nothing, so it's all right. But if, if I may, I will say, I think what, what you, you mentioned it earlier, Um, just about – you know, just just moving forward and staying focused on whatever goal that you have in front of you and just making sure that you're accomplishing and know that everything is going to work out. So um, you mentioned that earlier. And I just wanted to, to highlight that again and just say that is your that's your slam dunk. So, man, I appreciate I appreciate your, your, your skills and what you've done so far. And thank you for being the person that you are, because you are incredible. And um, and we love that and we admire that. So. Thank you. Yeah, so Latoya and Tamika, are there any final thoughts that you have that you'd like to share with those listening and watching right now? Anything that we haven't mentioned or that you haven't said that you like? You know what? Before I leave, I, I want to leave them with this. <laughs> um, I don't think so. I think I pretty much said it. Just thank you. Thank the two of you for having us on the show. And thank you for People who are watching, thank you for watching. And again, just follow the WPBA. The Atlanta Monarchs is one of our teams. Um, we have several other teams in the league in several different cities. So if you go to the page, our website, you'll see all the different cities that we have. And if you want to get connected, there's a way to contact us, either social through social media or uh, on our website at WPBA.com. Nice, 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 nice. Awesome. And Latoya, anything from you? No. No. Cool. Good. See, I, 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 you know what? I need to embody that. I need to embody my Latoya. I love the direct. Like, no, I'm not going to make up anything. I'm actually good. So, I'm, I'm, not, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a hooper myself. <laughs> you know, I'm pretty good. Uh, so, give me. A, 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 can you give me some advice? Give me, like, what is some, like from a skill set? Give me something I can work on, right? 
as a hooper because I can tell you're, you're methodical, you, you pay attention to detail. So based on your skill set, not knowing mine outside of, I'm an amazing shooter, that's number one. But what could you, t- like, what is something that I could work on that you are phenomenal at in the game? Uh, ball handling, I guess. Yeah. Ball handling. Okay, so you mean like from, from what what standpoint as a ball handler? Like what what is going to make me a better ball handler? Learning how to bounce the basketball with your weak hand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I ain't talking. <laughs> yeah. My bad. My bad. I seen your game, man. <laughs> I just don't want them to know. Okay. Anything that all right, so ball handling, work on my weak hand. Thanks, Coach uh, Daniels. And that's it. Change the direction and uh, change the speed. Change the direction. All right, thank thank you for the free uh, lesson. I owe you a copay. Thank you for sharing that. Appreciate it. <laughs> Yo, Prince. Any final words before we get out of here for the day? My final words is that I'm blessed. I'm I'm honored. Um, to be in the presence of you, Latoya and Tamika, you guys are doing some incredible things. Everybody that's listening, please go out and follow them, be a part of what they're doing so we can help them make a difference in the world. So thank you for that. Awesome. And quite honestly, creating what you want to see where people you're looking at two of those people right now in Latoya and Tamika. So thank you all so very much for joining us today and sharing your story and being so transparent and helpful. We truly appreciate that. For those of you all watching, please don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe to our YouTube page, Game Beyond the Game. You can join us here next week on Game Beyond the Game's Facebook Live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We appreciate you all so much and continue to be good to yourselves. Have a good one. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you're notified when a new show is posted. And please rate and review on Apple Podcasts. To learn more about our events, courses, and other programming, check out GameBeyondTheGame.com. Thanks so much for listening. Peace.